The following episode was recorded before March 2024, and while the content shared is valuable and useful, it features Rob, who is no longer involved in the business. Hey, it's Rob and Kennedy. Hello, today on the Email Marketing Show, we're talking to Monica Snyder, who is the founder of Birdsong, a funnel agency. She did a five-figure launch back in 2012 from a hostel in New Zealand and then went bungee jumping straight after. If that's not living the the internet lifestyle, I don't know what is. She's also just passed 1,500 units of sales in her Keystone relationship and revenue program. That's a lot to say. I'm running out of breath. And she's also sold two businesses, helped her clients. Clients go into multiple millions of dollars. And she does all of this with the mindset of all things of a software developer. Now, Rob, you and I, we absolutely suck are collecting testimonials. Like, we are really so bad at it. We feel icky, we forget, we haven't got processes. So, Monica has a really, really slick, really good way of collecting testimonials on autopilot, which we've finally convinced her to come and share with us because of, you know, our charming good looks. Now, before we get into that, if you would like our list of the top 10 books we recommend to improve your email marketing, and they're not all email marketing books, in fact, most of them aren't, that's just one of the resources you'll find by heading over to emailmarketingheroes.com forward slash resources. So make sure you go and check that out. Do it. Now, he thinks that eating licorice is like eating rubber. Is that in texture or in flavour? We'll find out in a second. It's comedy hypnotist Robert Temple. And he owns six pairs of shoes. I thought it would have been more. It's psychological mind reader Kennedy. I had to count them twice to make sure I wasn't being silly. I was like, is that six pairs of shoes or is that six shoes? (laughs) So come on, texture or flavour with the old licorice texture, but I think I'd prefer the flavour of rubber, to be honest. It tastes really awful. It's horrible. Not a fan. My mum the other day actually was telling us, oh, I've been eating licorice all sorts. I'm like, you're the customer. Black teeth. (laughs) It's just black teeth. I thought she was a pirate. Well, hello there. This is the show where we give course creators, coaches, and membership site owners everything that you need to use psychology-driven email marketing and be the email marketing hero of your business with a brand new episode all together now every email marketing Wednesday. Mate, drop it. It's not going to catch on. People it's catching not, on. They're not picking it up. It's not happening. It this is. week's episode is sponsored by ResponseSuite.com, the survey quiz and application form tool that we created to integrate with your marketing systems to make you more sales. If you want to try that out, you can take it for a full 14-day test drive for just $1 at responsesuite.com. Lovely. Okay, Rob, we've got Monica Snyder in the wings, and one of these three things is true about Monica. Can I just, full disclosure, two of these things are absolutely not true about Monica, so please don't judge her for the two things that are not true, but do judge her for the one thing that is true. Okay, here we go. Rob, did she once once vomit in a helicopter ride over New York City? All right. Did she, does she have a secret ingredient in her lasagna recipe, which is, I mean, I'm spoiling it, but uh, adding a strawberry? Or was she a, cons- a contestant on the Price is Right TV quiz show? Right. Now, 
I think you've changed that first fact, so I don't think it's that, because you've written it differently to how you read it. So that makes me think that that is not the fact. I think that you would make up a lasagna thing about a strawberry, so I think you've made that up. I think The Price is Right is an international TV show. I don't think that's just here. I'm pretty sure I've seen that in the States and Canada and Australia and other places, so it could be that one. Uh, I think that... Hmm. It's hard to tell. Well, Monica likes bungee jumping, so she'd probably also like helicopter rides. Uh, no, I think she was a contestant on The Price is Right. That's my guess. Monica, what's true? I was a contestant on The Price is Right. Yes, it was! <laughs> Get in. <laughs> what happened? When was this? Oh, goodness. Uh, 2008? It's a while ago. My whole family came, and it was actually really funny because they line everybody up to talk to you before they let you on the show. And um, I had lost my voice because I was busy showing people around Los Angeles because I lived there and I have no idea why they chose me, but they did. And I got on and I got on stage and I got to the showcase showdown by spending a dollar on the wheel. So I know you guys are not over here in the United States, but that's like a big deal here. Mm. And then I got to the showcase showdown and lost. Oh, <laughs> it's okay. Well, that's okay. Because so the, the audience did on the oh. <laughs> But then you make millions of dollars on the internet. So I think it's okay. <laughs> exactly. for me exactly exactly oh that's that's absolutely awesome like i said rob and i even though we've been doing this online business thing and, and and making our way through the world for quite a number of years we are terrible at collecting testimonials and i think we all know why they're useful i think we all know like social proof that's really important right i mean is there any other reasons that we should be like using like t- testimonials i mean where should we be using these things just before we get into the how? Oh, you should be using them everywhere. Part of your job as a course creator is to collect proof and testimonials are some of the strongest proof. Yeah, I, I like that. Okay, that's. I feel like I've just been told off. Part of your job oh, as a course creator, Kennedy, for goodness sake. No, you're right though. You're absolutely right. No, I like, I, I'm, I like in that. Okay. I think part of the problem is people probably think initially that they'll create a product, they'll sell a bunch of them, and then people will come flocking to them with unsolicited testimonials and praise saying, oh, I bought this and it was the best thing I've ever bought. Everyone should buy this. And obviously that doesn't happen. We need to engineer some kind of, well, it does happen, but not enough. We need to engineer, because people love complaining when stuff's bad, don't they? But people very rarely come forward with the good stuff. So we yes. need to engineer some process. Now, I think what a lot of people, or certainly we have probably thought in the past is, potentially going out and trying to get testimonials might get in the way of what we actually want to do, which is make the next sale to that person. So get that person from being a customer to being a repeat customer or a recurring customer or a high ticket customer or whatever it's going to be. So where in the process of all of this do we want to start looking to get these testimonials? Well, two places. First, right before you ask them to repeat purchase, right? Because if you if they're reminded of what it was good about your previous product, they're going to be more ready to buy your new product. But what I love to do is to automate it for however long it takes kind of to go through and get their first win of the course that they are in. So however long that takes. And if you're not engineering your courses to have a quick win, you might want to rethink that because as soon as people get that sort of dopamine hit from your course, then they're going to be happy to leave you a great testimonial. Oh, come on. This is great. This is so good. So engineer your course so you don't just want to just teach and this is something again we've been terrible at because we like to just show up and give everything but actually structuring your course and you deliver something early on in the program 
that actually delivers a moment of, whoa, this is awesome. <laughs> and then a win doesn't have to be they made a bajillion dollars of sales. It could be right. a moment of clarity. It could be a moment of where I understand or a thing I can see. It could be the, the absolute clarity of success and how it's possible in the future. Like there's a few different ways you could paint that win. So I absolutely love that idea of doing that early because I think often a lot of programs, the big wins happen at the end and a lot of people don't make it to the end, unfortunately. Right. Right. Yes. So that's why I engineer them at the beginning, at least a little one, right? And some sort of accomplishment. And then I celebrate that in my course. And that is when we like to ask for the testimonial. Okay. So let's look at the triggers for requesting the testimonial before we get into the, the campaign. Because I know you're a big fan of um, what you like to call uh, not doing busy work, which means basically automating stuff, right? Yes. Yeah. So, so what is the trigger point for requesting a testimonial? So there's one of two places you can put it that it depends on what you're doing. If my course does have that really quick win and it's really obvious, I put it in the course and I say, Hey, leave me feedback. And then I take them to a landing page. That's got like a happy face or a sad face. And then if they click the happy face, I say, great. Want to share your story. I don't call it a testimonial. Will you share your story? And then if it's a sad face, I try to fix it because I don't want sad faces. It's a, bit like, it's a bit like when you go through security at the airport and they've got the how happy to sad were you on the little happy to sad scale and you hit the button on the way out. That's cool. He throws yeah. smiley face, Philadelphia unhappy face. <laughs> um. <laughs> yes. Yeah, kind of like that, right? But then also you can use that information to make your course better and then have what Rob was saying earlier about people sharing it. Because that's one of the things I'm most proud of with my main flagship course, Relationship and Revenue. It gets shared a lot because people love it and it's engineered to be loved. Okay, flipping. This, this conversation could go flipping anywhere at this point, but I'm gonna try and only ask you more stuff specifically about testimonial, because I wanna talk about that, but maybe we'll have to just have a private conversation about that. So um, uh, yeah, FOMO, that's right. Um, I'm not afraid. So let's talk about at that point that you, you've identified the person has got at that point in the program or it's been a certain number of days after they've, they've, they've sort of looked at the program, we're now going to start asking for a testimonial. The first thing is I think we're going to automate that process. We don't want to be manually going, oh, yes, Monica bought the, that thing, didn't she? When was it, Robert? It was on Tuesday. Best ask her for a testimonial. Like, that needs to be automated, right? Yes, Absolutely. Yeah, so that's good. So we're going to trigger that thing. What does that process look like now? So that's been triggered. I'm assuming we're going to do it through email. Please say yes. It's the email marketing show. Yes, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. for sure. So <laughs> so again, that email that I trigger for a few days out depends, again, on how long it takes to get through your course material. You should be also welcoming your people through your course after a few emails, telling them how to use the course, getting them to consume it. And sort of at the end or near the end of that series is where I put in the, hey, would love your feedback. I don't actually call it a testimonial. I call it feedback. And then that's when I take them to that landing page with the happy face and the sad face. If they say happy face, then I ask them for their story. And there's a very specific set of questions that I would love to share with your listeners that would help them gather the right testimonial. Because the thing that people don't realize about testimonials is that you know, it's like, oh, that was awesome, is a crappy testimonial, right? right? You don't want that. You want like a good one that gives a good juicy story and a nice before and after and getting that out of people can be really difficult. So I've engineered a set of questions to help them give me that good juicy stuff. And then I craft it into the testimonial that you see on my web pages and things like that. 
Okay, before we get into those, because by the way, to get those questions, you have to subscribe to our $7,000 a month program. Uh, joking, we're going <laughs> to obviously talk about that in, in a moment. But um, the when you when you um put together that those those answers to those questions into a testimonial do you i mean cause it's a double edged sword to asking the person going back to the person saying hey based on your responses this is the testimonial i've put together are you happy for me to use it one is people might not reply and and how, and how do you deal with that um do do you get their permission to put it together separately manually or do you not it's automated. So in the same form where I ask the questions at the bottom, it says, can I share your story? If so, I'm going to rework your words. I won't use any false information, but I'm going to take your stuff and put it into a story. Do you mind if I use it in your marketing materials? If you do not mind, please give me a link where you want things to go because I like to link people out. And I also want a headshot or a logo. So I ask for both of those things in the testimonial form where I'm getting them to answer the questions. Oh, so no, so I don't do it separately. That's so good because actually it almost looks like a reason to give a testimonial because I'm going to basically give you a link to your website and show off about you as a bit of ego bait, if you want to call it that for want of a better word. Uh, I, I really, really like that. Yeah, this is really cool. So we're going to send them this, we're going to send this form. Presumably, the other nice thing about saying I'd like your feedback rather than a testimonial is it sounds a bit less self-serving than a testimonial. It sounds, and it is genuinely, because like, obviously if they don't like it, if they click the unhappy face and they give you feedback, then people feel good about the fact they've been able to give you that that feedback on how you could improve this and what you could change there. So I think that's great. But it sounds a bit less grabby than can I have a testimonial? Because that always does feel a bit grabby. Whereas if they're just starting to give their feedback, did you like it? yes I did oh great well because you liked it can you tell me a bit more about why you liked it and now we're into a testimonial in a much less grabby way word of the podcast yes. is grabby so uh, <laughs> let's dig in and talk about these questions then that we're going to use in order to take people on this journey absolutely can I actually just add one more thing to what you said no and that is if you can take somebody's <laughs> feedback and turn them into like a raving fan those are your like million dollar testimonials like because you flipped their their like brain and so they are raving about you everywhere so just right. as a side note feedback can also bad feedback can also turn into a testimonial if you handle it well so before uh, you let's continue to tease <laughs> these questions you know aha dangling the carrot um but how do you do that so you get negative feedback what what's the route that comes next so they click unhappy face what what's next in that sequence? Like what's the next page they see? The next page they see is a form that says, hey, we're sorry we missed the mark. Let us know in detail what went wrong. And then there's a field that says, if you want us to respond to you, give us your email address as well. Because I don't have their email address at that point. It's a Google form is what I use for these. And because Google is free and that's easy. So I have to get their email address. And then if they do that, what I do is read what they said. And then I either fix it. And if you take their feedback and you fix it and improve and say, hey, this is what happened in response to what you said. That's that's amazing because a lot of people just ignore bad feedback. Um, and sometimes it's an apology. Sometimes sometimes I've missed the mark, right? Like I, I don't know what everybody is going to need or want. And sometimes it's a really easy fix and sometimes it's hard. But if you fix their problem, then like they adore you and they are like a lifelong fan. So I love that. And if when you get negative feedback, how do you deal with like refunds as part of that? So if they say it was terrible, but they don't, I mean, obviously if they put in, give me my money back, you're obviously giving their money back. That's just kind of, you know, in general. But um, if they don't mention, give me my, my money back, you don't auto refund people though, I'm assuming. Cause I mean, I don't think we would. 
No, I don't automatically refund them. I try to solve their problem because they bought my course to solve a problem. So if my course didn't solve the problem, they still have the problem. So I'm still trying to solve that initial problem that they had. If I can solve that problem for them in a slightly different way, or if I have a different course, maybe I can give them that. It just depends on what their problem was. Right, I love it. Okay, I think we've teased it enough. Let's get into these wonderful. I think, I think we had a. We should have a jingle for this this new section of the show, which is the what content. are Monica's questions? <laughs> <laughs> what are Monica's questions? There you go. That's it. Great. It's a new feature. What are we asking? All right. So the first two basic questions are very simple. What's your name, and what's the name of your business? Or if it's a B two C market, you'll say what. Where do you live? If you want a little bit of personal information. And then you're going to ask them what their biggest problem was prior to using your product that led you to use the prop, the product. So what you're getting here is like that before picture. We're trying to kind of build the, uh, the hero's journey or an epiphany bridge, depending on what language you use there. And then the next question you're going to want to ask is what changed after you used the product. And then you ask what's one specific result you were able to achieve after using the product. So the reason we ask this one is because then we get those nice numbers and metrics that are so powerful in a testimonial. Um, the next question you're going to want to ask is, what would, you just, what would you say to someone who was thinking about getting the product but is on the fence right now? So this is where they get to like rave about you. And then the wide open question where like you'll be surprised the cool things that come in is, is there anything else you think is worth sharing or that you want to share and haven't been able to yet? So those are, you know, two sort of basic questions and five questions. And when they get done with that, you usually have like a specific thing that you could create sort of a headline for your testimonial for. You have their story, their before and after, and just that last question is always full of some golden nuggets. So that's why we ask it. Absolutely. Do you know what I love about it is I love the fact that it is so heavily weighted about them. It, it's our favorite types of testimonials. Are all the all the ones where it's not like tell me why I'm wonderful and why my product is great and why you think I'm good looking and why you think I'm handsome and why I'm better than Rob. It doesn't ask all the things about you as a business. It asks you. It's it's all about their story, their journey, their wins, which means it becomes so much more than just more bragging and stuff on on a web page which i think is is really really awesome i love this and do you build any sort of sales process into the aftermath of the fact that they're currently on this storming high of having just told you how brilliant you are do you now try and sell them something or do you just say thanks very much look out for your testimonial appearing on the page soon what happens next it depends on if i have sort of the next level product so yes but i don't do it immediately i wait a couple of days I don't like, it's not like, you know, you submitted your testimonial and now like you instantly land on a page, right? I think that's a little bit much for what I would like, but I'm sure it would absolutely work. I just wait a couple of days and send the start of my new product launch series. Nice, nice. I've got, I've got no more questions about this, I don't think, Rob, because I just think this is absolutely flipping brilliant. Yeah. Genuinely think this is excellent. It's really simple, very quick to put together, really powerful. It'll just work. Um, that's what I was going to say. Obviously, getting people to do this might take a little bit of work because they have to find 20 minutes in their day or 10 minutes in their day to sit and write it out. Do you email them about this a few times until they do it? Do you send them one email? Like, How do we actually try and drive as much completion of this as we possibly can? So I actually haven't really had that struggle. Okay. Most of the time, people people are happy to do it if they have... Well, if they've had success with the course, people ignore it if they haven't done the course, right? right? So really I focus more on consumption of the course than I do this and trying to get them to push through that testimonial. Right. 
That's really good. I really, really love that. Focus on the consumption, getting the wins, and then that moment, almost like reciprocity, feels like it sort of gets in play. Even though they bought the course and now you're delivering on it, but now they have this, oh, I'm actually achieving something. They're ready to show off about their wins, which I think we all, we all like to do anyway. I think that's really, really awesome. That's absolutely awesome. I've got no more questions on this. Is there anything that you need to add to this that we haven't asked you about that we absolutely should have done? Just that when you automate it, it goes into your process. And so it's really fun to get these emails that are like, hey, this person left a testimonial because you know it's part of your process. So they just kind of randomly come in. It always just brightens your day. I flip and love it. Absolutely love it. I love it. Let's go into this week's subject line of the week. Subject line of the week. Okay, Monica, what's your subject line for this week, please? An $11,000 walk to the playground. Oh, that's good, isn't it? Whoa, that's really good. What's the context? An $11,000 walk to the playground. What was the context of this email? What was it about? It was about my $11,000 walk to the playground. Um, I actually took an hour walk to take my kids to the playground. And in that I made two phone calls and closed $11,000 worth of deals. And the point of the email was not really to brag. I mean, it was a little bit to brag because people need to know that I'm good at what I do, but really it was that I had built relationships with the people that I had these phone calls with and they trusted me enough to invest that amount of money with me in, you know, short conversations. So it was really tying back to my kind of big thing is that relationships and revenue go together. Mm. So that is why it worked really well. I love, I love, I love it. it. I love it. Absolutely love it. And why do we think, I mean, I'm going to ask you this because you're an email marketing person too. So we don't usually ask guests this, but since you're here, um, why do you think that subject line works particularly well? Like the ingredients of that, we've got $11,000, we've got to walk to the playground. What is it about that subject line that actually works? Well, there's a few things at play. First is a number is always good. And there was an emoji involved because come on emojis. And then it's curious, right? Like what what, what do you mean an $11,000 walk to the playground? No, most people don't put going to the playground and making money in the same sentence. So they definitely are intrigued by that. And also my audience is a lot of moms, right? So they're walking to the playground. So they relate to walking to the playground. So they're like, I want to make $11,000 walking to the playground. <laughs> and all that put together is like, open, open, open. <laughs> Absolutely love it. This week's subject line of the week, subject line of the week. Monica, this has been awesome. For people who want to find out more about you and everything you're doing, tell us, where do we go? monicasnyder.com and it's S-N-Y-D-E-R. Absolutely love it. You've got loads of resources on there. Can't recommend it enough. Uh, we have such a good laugh whenever we hang out. Anyway, it's awesome. And if you're thinking about how you want to apply this exact strategy in your business, but you've got specific questions about the way that you deliver your products and the kind of products and services that you deliver, don't be alone with those questions. Come and join us in our free Facebook group. Just go to Facebook right now and search for the Email Marketing Show Community. Or if it's easier for you, pop open your favorite browser and go to Rob and kennedy.group and that will forward you by the magics of the internet that's it for this week i think have we missed any bits out rob no that's it that's it we'll see you all next week thanks monica thank you guys